Hey, 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 how's everybody doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm good. You know, stressing out a little. How about you? You're stressing? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's safe to say we are all stressing out just a wee bit, right? A lot, a lot of things going on in the world. I mean, holy hell in a handbasket, right? But we're not going to talk about that. Nope, we're not going to do it. We're going to talk um, good news today. We're going to talk about positive stories. We're going to talk about feel-good stuff that makes you smile and restores your faith in humanity and um, sends you off after the 30 minutes we spend together um, feeling just a little bit better about the world. Does that sound good? Good. All right. Let's get to it right after this. Hey there. Um, so I, as I always do, I peruse social media and some news sites looking for good news, positive stories, things that will make you smile, make me smile and uh, calm that, that, you know, crazy, fluttery, nervous feeling in my chest that seems to be ever present these days. And one really amazing story came right to the top and uh, it's actually made some national headlines, which is really, really exciting to see because it doesn't happen often for as many times that there are amazing, positive, great stories in this lane. They very rarely get shared with the you know, mass population. So this one was a little bit different and you may have heard it already, but if not, I am really excited to share it with you. So Earlier this week, there was a marathon in Florida. I think it was like a 10K. And, um, you know, as, as they always do for these types of things, they have, in, in this case in Florida, it's uh, troopers um, at different checkpoints to keep vehicles off of the the raceway, I guess you would call it. It's, you know, it's regular streets and roads. So they're blocking access to that to keep the runners safe. Very logical, right? So for this particular race, there was a trooper by the name of Tony Shuck. She is a 26-year veteran of the Florida Highway Patrol. And uh, she was positioned in her in her spot and gets the call, essentially, that a speeding driver, which uh, I afterwards they learned that it was, or maybe they knew right away it was a drunk driver. I'm not really sure. But it was a drunk driver speeding towards the um, runners. And she had gotten past this uh, DUI driver, got past the other checkpoints, got past the other troopers and was barreling towards thousands of runners. And Trooper Shuck with unbelievable selflessness and quick thinking made the decision to maneuver her car, her vehicle into a spot where the, the drunk driver would hit her head on. She knew that this was what was going to happen and she did it anyway. Can you imagine doing that? I can't. I honestly can't imagine it. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I'm saying I can't fathom it. I can't fathom the thoughts going through her head in those moments, seeing this speeding vehicle coming at her head on. What I imagine she was thinking because of what she did was that she had to protect these people, these complete strangers. And, you know, that's the embodiment of a hero, right? 
Uh, take a look at her story. It's hard because I've done this for 26 years and I've never been in this position. I've had to put myself for somebody else. We got the um, notification via the radio at the first um, barricade post that a car had come through. Driving that car was Kristen Watts. Troopers say she was drunk and driving over 65 miles per hour, passing several troopers and headed for the bridge. I knew there were people there. I didn't know where they were. I just knew that they were still on that bridge because we hadn't got the all clear. One thing she did know was when the car passed other troopers, she was the only one left to save thousands of people. Because I knew I was the last one. I knew I was there was nobody else behind me. Trooper Shook drove her car in the middle of the road with her lights on. She would see that truck and she would stop. Instead, sorry, she says the car hit her nearly head on. I'm thankful it was me. I'm thankful that she didn't get past me. Thankful doesn't even do justice for the runners who were on the bridge at that time, like James Judge. The only thing that was in between me and that person was you. Heroic in every aspect of the word. She never imagined she would be in this position. But over two decades later, she thinks back to why she became a trooper. You think you're going to save the world. You know, you're going to you're going to make all these all the wrong things right. I'm keeping it together, guys. I let everybody be very proud of me that I'm keeping it together here. I'm, I'm, I'm blinking. I'm rapid blinking so you don't, uh, so no tears come out. But wow, right? And just, just so you really understand the magnitude of the, the fear of seeing this and the impact itself, um, it, they have the dash cam video right here. I mean, that just makes my, my heart stop, right? It, it was just, um, I can't even imagine. And this is, you know, this is what our first responders, our law enforcement, this is what they do. This is what they're willing to do. You know, and people talk about, you know, make jokes all the time about uh, cops sitting around eating donuts or, you know, chilling out in their cruisers and not doing anything. You know, it's not always what they're literally doing in any given moment of their shift. It's what they're willing to do. It's what they will do for you, for us, for strangers, for anyone and everyone in their communities. And, you know, Tony Shuck, she, you know, like you saw, she said, you know, she was never in a position like this before in her life, in her whole career. She never had to do something like this. And it's that whole fight or flight response thing. And you don't really know which one you're going to do. You hope you're going to do the right thing, the heroic thing, the brave thing, the selfless thing, but you don't really know what you're going to do in a moment until you're put to the test. And uh, Tony Shuck was put to the test and she proved herself to be uh, one badass hero right there. So uh, tremendous, tremendous love and gratitude. I'm getting, I'm starting, I'm getting emotional. Pulling it together here, guys. Pulling it together. Huge debt of gratitude. I I was doing so good. I was doing so good, guys. Okay. We got this. Yes. So uh, at the bottom of the screen, you can see there is an address there. If you'd like to send her a card, a get well card, and uh, some well wishes, that would be really, really cool. And uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's let Trooper Shuck know how appreciated she is. How's that for a feel-good story for you, right? That gets you right in the feelings, 
got me right in the feelings. It had if you did if that didn't get you right in the feelings, we're gonna give you some electric shock treatments or something. So we have another great feel-good story for you. Um, this one is out of Rogersville, Alabama. And um, I actually pulled this off of Humanizing the Badge. If you don't follow Humanizing the Badge, um, you probably should because they're pretty amazing. Uh, so I'm going to read it to you. A 24-year-old Rogersville, Alabama police officer rescued a three-year-old boy trapped in a burning apartment. Officer Tyler Dyson's shift was wrapping up early Sunday morning when he heard apartment on fire with possible entrapment of a child. Dyson, who started his public safety career as a firefighter, recalls only one thing was on his mind at that point, and that was, I got to save this child at all costs. Uh, We're going to stop right there for one second. I got to save this child at all costs. What does that mean to you? I'll tell you what it means to me. It means no matter what, no matter what happens to him, um, even if it means he gets hurt or worse, he was going to save that child. My God, this is why I love her. This is why I love our first responders so, so much. Oh, let's see. Um, Within minutes of running into the blaze, Dyson came back out with the boy. Uh, Here is a uh, direct quote. His breathing was very shallow. He was lethargic. He was groaning. He wasn't responding, Dyson said, telling local media that the child would probably not have survived much longer. Uh, Dyson did sustain minor injuries and his uniform was singed from the blaze. The child was rushed to the hospital with burns, but is now recovering. Uh, Dyson said, I'm just blessed that the baby is doing okay. (laughs) Running into burning buildings, placing yourself in the path of a speeding drunk driver. These are things our law enforcement family does as a matter of course. What do you even say to that uh, besides thank you? Besides just giving them so much gratitude and appreciation for what they are willing to do for others. Okay, so uh, there's our there's our awesome feel good stories for today. And how about some humor to end this little episode with? All right, guys. Um, so I'm one of those people that laughs at their own jokes, you know, finds themselves really funny and um, didn't really imagine that other people would actually find me as funny as I find myself. But apparently there are some people that think I'm funny too. So, haha, la-di-da, I'm funny. A little segue, little side note here. Uh, we were out the other night and our older daughter uh, was getting very annoyed with us because, you know, we're, we're adorable. What can I say? We're a cute couple. <laughs> I know. Sorry. It's so obnoxious. Um, but uh, I was, I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't necessarily, I don't, I don't tell jokes. I'm not like a joke teller. Um, I'm just, uh, I don't know. I guess I have a comedic delivery or something. Maybe I don't, I don't really know. It's just dawning on me now that maybe he's not laughing with me. Maybe he's laughing at me, um, but that's okay too. I don't care. That's fine. Anyhow, anyhow, So my husband was laughing at something I had said. I don't remember what I said, but he was laughing at it. And my daughter, half joking, half serious, said, will you stop laughing at everything she says? Why do you think she's so funny? And that was actually like the cutest thing ever. That was like the sweetest thing because I hadn't really realized that, that my husband is so, you know, genuinely entertained by my antics and my silliness. So that gave me a smile. It was really sweet and cute. And um, I don't know, I just shared it with you just because, Uh, but anyhow, 
back to the original. Ha, ha, ha. I mean, I guess it's all tied together, sort of. So anyhow, as you know, because I keep telling you, like every single episode, I keep telling you that I make TikTok videos. Um, and this episode is no different. <laughs> Talking about my TikTok again. Sorry, not sorry. Anyhow, so as it happens, sometimes when I make a video, it's very spur of the moment. I don't plan it out. I don't write out a script or or anything like that. Sometimes I do do that. Sometimes I do do that. Sometimes I do that. Um, But this particular time I did not. I just happened to be sitting here in this very spot that I'm sitting right now. And um, I just thought it would be funny, at least to me, to imitate uh, Vice President Harris, the way she speaks to people. So I did. I made a video. I think it was like maybe just under a minute long. It was like three short little segments uh, imitating her laugh and her mannerisms and her way of speaking. And I recorded it and I put it up on TikTok and I came back to my computer and was doing a bunch of other things. And then my phone started going off like crazy notifications. So I was like, what the heck is going on? So I look and this was yesterday morning that I, I posted this video. Uh, well, hang on. Here's the video. I'll show you the video. You want to know why I was late for work today? <laughs> okay. Well, the reason why I was late for work today, okay, is because when I got in my car, okay, it wouldn't start. And if your car won't start, you can't drive your car. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I would like to purchase this purchase. That means to buy something. When you purchase something, you are buying it. You want to know where I live? (laughs) Okay. Well, I live in a country. Okay. And inside that country is a state. And inside that state is a town. And inside that town is my house. That is where I live. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's the video. I mean, like I said, I, I find myself amusing, actually a little scary. That cackle actually goes through my skull and it's my own voice. So that's pretty bad when your own voice, you know, it's like a, I don't know, like a dog whistle to a dog, I guess. I mean, I don't know what that sounds like because I'm not a dog, but, but no comments on that one. So anyhow, so I posted that video and within, I don't know, an hour, half hour, we'll say an hour, I went back on there and checked, you know, all these notifications, what was going on. And there was already like 4,000 views of the video within like a half hour or an hour, whatever it was. So I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. Well, Today's day two of the video being up, and it has, um, I think it's 800,000 views, um, like 8,000 shares, and the comment section is insane. I did not see that coming. I did not. And that's the thing with these videos. If you make a video with the idea that, oh my God, this video is going to go viral. I'm so funny or, you know, so whatever. Um, It usually tanks. Like, you know, nobody really cares. Nobody notices it. And then you make a video in, you know, you, the whole decision making process 
creating the video and publishing it, the whole process takes you less than 10 minutes and the thing goes bananas. So that's what's happening right now. Um, but you know, here's the thing. I, I, this is how I find humor. Okay. I have no love whatsoever for this administration. Uh, quite the contrary, <laughs> quite the contrary. So what do I do? I find the humor. I find things to laugh about uh, because if I don't, I swear to God, I'll be ripping my hair out and screaming and rocking in a corner or something. I don't know. Um, you know, the frustrate, I have to channel the frustration somewhere. So I figure why not do it with humor or at least what I find funny and some other people find funny. There are definitely people who do not find it funny at all and are quite angry with me and displeased that I find humor at the expense of our president and vice president and this entire administration. Um, I don't care if <laughs> they don't like it. It doesn't really make a difference to me. In fact, it, it amuses me that they actually take time out of their day to not only watch the video, but to comment on it. So I think that's awesome. I think it's great. I highly encourage them to, to comment away. Tell me that I'm not funny. Um, you know, they keep me humble. So that's always good. <laughs> oh God. So, yeah, so that's, uh, you know, that's kind of what's going on. Um, I'm just going to keep making those videos, I guess, until they shut me down and, you know, ban me from there, which is something they like to do for conservative creators, but, um, whatever, until then I'm going to keep making videos that I think are funny. And like I said, a few other people think they're funny too. So that's pretty cool. And uh, I'm going to keep finding the humor in all of the things that are, you know, genuinely not funny these days. Um, I, we're going to find some humor here because we need it. We need it desperately. Uh, we need to keep finding the positive stories, the, the um, you know, the heartwarming stories and the feel good stories and the things that, you know, like I said earlier, that restore our faith in humanity and, and remind us that there are so many good people out there, so many good things happening out there in the world. And it's not just all of the bad stuff. Um, there is so much good to be seen and done and had uh, in this world. And um, sometimes uh, we need that reminder and uh, I speak for myself fully when I say that. I won't, I won't dare to speak for anyone else, but I, I will speak for myself when I say uh, I am desperately in need of humor and levity and um, good news and, and nice things. So I hope that if you are feeling the same way that I'm feeling, that this episode brought you some of those good feelings and uh, made you smile and all of that good stuff. So, uh, and if it didn't, uh, sorry, I, I tried. Okay. Um, but either way, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And uh, I look forward to seeing you next week. I have a great guest next week. I'm really excited and I uh, can't wait to share that with you. So uh, make sure you tune back in next week. Take care guys. Could you tell us the financial status of the company? Uh, to be very clear, um, uh, this president of um, uh, uh, this corporation has uh, taken this uh, company to a uh, to a new uh, position of um, uh, it, um, importance in um, the world. Uh, so, you know, we have to take a step back. Uh, last week, you said that this new president of the company would increase our revenue by billions. What's changed? I actually said uh, something completely different.
than that. So uh, I'm not really sure where you're getting that. Uh, but, you know, we can always circle back. How often does the president of this company actually come into the office? Um, okay. Uh, well, I'm not really sure why that is a relevant question. Uh, but um, uh, uh, the president is here as often as uh, as often as he needs to be.